So welcome back to the 420SF Studio, the Sloppy Pod. Hey, uh, so yeah, welcome back. Um, so before we uh, went to break, we were talking about the uh, Tom Hanks movie, uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I highly recommend it. I did go see it uh, when it first came out. It's been out for uh, for a bit. Uh, and I highly recommend it, uh, recommend it um, because, look, again, Tom Hanks can play anybody, and he did a phenomenal job at uh, on Fred Rogers, uh, nailed it. I mean, he did a great job. So, anyway, uh, moving on there. Uh, so, Ozzy Osbourne has canceled uh, canceled his 2020 um, uh, North American tour. This from Loudwire.com. He'll be using his free time to recover from multiple uh, ailments that started early last year. Uh, He goes on to say, I'm so thankful that everyone has been patient because I've had, in his words, a shit year. I don't want to start a tour and then have to cancel shows at the last minute. Uh, yeah, so read all the rest of the article at loudwire.com. What does that mean for uh, Tacoma and Portland? Do not make plans July 11th and 15th, respectively. You'll be sadly disappointed. Okay? Uh, let's see. I hear something. Uh, (laughs) yeah. A miniature service horse. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Service horse has, uh, yeah, named Fred, ironically, flew first class from Michigan to, can you guess where? California? That's right. California. (laughs) How did you know? Uh, Yes, owner Ronica Froese, I guess, told Insider that it was uh, their first time flying and she had bought the first class ticket so it, w- so it wouldn't disturb any of the other passengers. Oh, isn't that sweet of you, Ronica? Well, what happens when it takes a huge smelly dump on the plane? Come on. Hey. I mean, is this thing wearing diapers? So, I mean, how do you how do you prevent a a horse from dumping, right? <sighs> Man. So it it gave me ideas, you know. I mean, look, if if a horse can fly, uh, you know, why not a um, you know, forget about the service dog, okay? I I thought I'd look into. <laughs> I'd look into getting maybe a, a scorpion or a, a tarantula. You know, a little uh, service scorpion. <laughs> but, you know, where, where are you going to put that little bonnet? You know, and, and how are you going to prevent people from coming up and petting it? <laughs> Can I pet your scorpion? Ow! Uh, anyway, having fun. Uh, so yeah, so I went, <laughs> I went to PetSmart and I got one of those brochures on, uh, scorpions and tarantulas. So, um, yeah, let's go through this thing, shall we? Uh, let's see here. Step one, use a 10 gallon terrarium for a single scorpion or tarantula. Okay. Use a larger terrarium for, for multiple scorpions. <laughs> really, really, uh, multiple scorpions. What is this? A school of scorpions? <laughs> a gaggle? Maybe a a flock of scorpions? <laughs> oh man! So okay. So step two is um, the decor. Okay, uh, you know the the uh, bark and the rock. Pardon me. Yeah, you know, it says, you know, provide a, uh, a rock in case your scorpion is antisocial. It doesn't say that, but I added that. Uh, or a piece of wood, you know. And then it goes on to say, make sure your decor is uh, large and stable enough for the sides of your scorpion, 
scorpion or tarantula. Oh yes, by all means. You do not want your overweight tarantula collapsing the wooden structure, breaking all eight legs. Ay ay ay. So now you have an octoplegic arachnid, that spider in lay terms. Uh, yeah, it's not a pretty sight, you know, to be wheeling it around in a tiny wheelchair with four uh, four wheels on either side, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, step three. Moving on to the care of your pet. It says scorpions and tarantulas require a temperature gradient that is a cool side and a warm side to regulate uh, regulate their body temperature. Yeah, well, you know, so does a menopausal grandma, right? Uh, and finally, step four, things you should watch uh, watch for for the... In the care of your your thing, uh, your scorpion or tarantula, um, eating or drinking less. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine calling your vet? Yes, doctor. Klaus, my scorpion, uh, isn't eating properly. He he's only eaten one cricket and hasn't even touched his mealworms. Oh man. Uh, you know, and then of course they they make sure they you want to check for swollen joints. <laughs> oh, really? You can't make this stuff up. Uh, decreased activity, more time spent hiding. Yeah, Doc, it's me again. <laughs> My tarantula has been spending far too much time alone. What do I do? He's growing up so fast. <laughs> Oh man, I'm just having fun with this. I I hope you're laughing. I hope someone's laughing. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I, I know someone who had a tarantula who outgrew the confines of the terrarium, and he struck out on his own. He joined a <laughs> he joined a heavy metal band by the name of Insecticide. Man, he's got a killer drum set with four bass drum. Anyway, enough with all that. Uh, We're moving on right after this break. We'll be right back. Well, hey, kids, we're back. (laughs) Welcome back. Okay, we're moving on. Thanks for coming back, if you're there. Uh, let's see here. We are moving on. Um, let's see, news. Oh, here we go. Let's do this. News of the weird. Okay, that's all fine and good. <laughs> the uh, sound effects team, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so uh, out of Lebanon, Lebanon, Tennessee, uh, Spencer Allen Boston, 20 years old, was arrested Monday and charged with disorderly conduct and simple possession after sparking up in the courtroom. News outlets reported. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Let's see. uh, Wilson County Sheriff report. Uh, Wilson County Sheriff Robert Bryan said uh, said Boston was in court Monday uh, on a simple drug possession charge. Boston approached the uh, bench to discuss his sentence, but instead expressed his views on legalizing marijuana. Uh, Boston reached into his pocket, pulled out a marijuana cigarette. Ooh, lit it, smoked it, and was immediately taken into custody, Brian said. Uh, man, if you look at this guy, you'll... Look, not to judge, okay? But if you look at him, you know kind of where he falls. (laughs) So anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, b- 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 out of Waukesha, uh, Wisconsin, 
Oscar Mayer Wienermobile was pulled over by the Sheriff's Department for failing to give enough room to a car on the shoulder. Uh, the deputy pulled over the Wienermobile for breaking the law. Breaking the law, breaking the law, breaking the law, breaking the law. Yeah, that's all I have for that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, okay, so here you go. Uh, a British man was walking his dog. Oh, here we go. A British man uh, was walking his dog on a beach and found a message in a bottle that apparently had been drifting in the water for nearly 82 years. Wow. Nigel Hill said he was walking his dog on the beach in the, the Belle Royal area on the English Channel Island. Let's uh, see. I didn't reread this, so I should have, I guess. Uh, but anyway, uh, the, the letter was dated September 5th, 1938. Holy moly, man. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder, you, you always have to wonder where that bottle was, uh, you know, what the story was, you know. Anyway, uh, that reminds me of a time I pulled a similar stunt not a stun, but, you know, experiment, if you will. Uh, and I dropped off my bottle with a simple message that says, Hey, if anyone finds this, please give me a call at so-and-so. Uh, JU88203, as a matter of fact. Uh, I was living uh, in, well, I was living on McNeil Island. And uh, I wrote the note the, the night prior I took the bottle. I took the bottle to school, and then on the way home, because I lived on an island, I had to take a passenger boat uh, to and fro. Um, so I dropped the bottle midway across, and uh, didn't think much of it. Uh, you know, it it was well corked and everything, and you know how important that is. Uh, but anyway, so. Uh, Oh, several months went by. I completely forgot about it. And uh, finally, unbeknownst to me, the phone rings. And I, I, uh, and I think it was the lady who called and asked for me. Uh, she told me she had, <laughs> she told me she had found my, uh, my bottle on Vancouver Island. I think that's what she said. I could barely make it out what she was telling me, but I, I think I remember it being Vancouver. Uh, I didn't believe her. Um, and of course, when, <laughs> when dear old mom asked me, uh, who it was, I said, it's someone who found my message in a bottle. <laughs> and she told me, Psst, hang up. So I, so I hung up. I, I really wish I had, uh, stayed on the phone and, <laughs> and at least found out more, but you know, your old mom, you know. Anyway, uh, with that being said, uh, I'm going to go on a last break. Uh, I will be right back. And finally this afternoon, oh, by the way, welcome back to the Sloppy Pod, the leader in the Unpolished Podcast. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to uh, turn it over to you, the listening few, and uh, we're going to hear what you have to say. Uh, give me your uh, your favorite Adam Sandler movies, uh, favorite Tom Hanks, any movie that jumps out at you. Uh, it doesn't even have to be those two. Anything that may be on your mind, I want to hear from those that are listening to the podcast, even if you're in Ireland, as alluded to previously by uh, the snot rod himself, Mr. Sean. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to you. I'm going to drop the link and uh, we'll see what comes up. I want to hear from you, folks. Uh, You're going to make up part of the show. So let's do it. And uh, we'll see what we get. And we're back here at the 420 SF Studio, the Sloppy Pod, for the last segment. Uh, Yes, this is going to be the last segment. Uh, 
what I did before, I left the, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? I left the invite out for people to call in <clears throat> with their, um, with their favorite, uh, Adam Sandler movies, uh, Tom Hanks, or any movie in particular, or anything actually that you want to talk about. But I totally get that people are busy. It's Friday night. People are doing their thing. Hey, I'm doing mine. Um, I did, you know, I got out there and I uh, got some things done today. The one, number one thing I got done today that I've been putting off, putting off, putting off for the longest time (coughs) was I went ahead and got my medical marijuana license uh, certificate uh, and you know, I don't really even smoke. Oh, well, I don't smoke that much. I do a lot of edibles. Well, not even a lot of edibles. But anyway, it cuts the cost quite a bit. Uh, so, yeah, that that's, you know. Um, but again, I, it's not... Yeah. It, it, but it was totally different from what I remember <coughs> when... Um, excuse me. Hang on. Excuse me. I had to mute you so you wouldn't hear me coughing um and the reason i'm coughing is not what you expect coughing because i've got the air conditioner on because it's hot as hades in here the heater was completely blaring from when i left this morning and it warmed up during the day and so now i've got the air conditioner on and probably hear it um and it's blowing right on me that kind of it conflicts with the cold and the hot. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, so what I was going to tell you uh, <clears throat> is that the experience of getting my my license, my certificate for uh, medical marijuana, was completely different from when my two brothers and I got my brother Tim's uh, license. <clears throat> that story goes something like this. <laughs> uh, so, my brother Tim was diagnosed with uh, uh, with uh, Alzheimer's. Oh yeah, yeah, with a- <laughs> with ALS. I think it's I that has have the uh, Alzheimer's. Uh, not to joke about that, though. But, yeah, so he came down with the uh, ALS and Lou Gehrig's disease. Please educate yourself. Um, <coughs> and so uh, we went on a little excursion, all three of us, the the, the brother Scanlon, as it were. And uh, we went out to a cabin out on, Lake, uh, on uh, McKenzie River. And we thought, okay, well, we need to get into Eugene to get some marijuana, medical marijuana. And so we did that. We, uh, we went into town. We found one place that they were to- <clears throat> totally booked, okay? So it's like, oh, shit, you know. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, damn. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the, they tell us uh, the only place that's open is in Ashland. Okay. Pull out your maps and follow along, won't you? So we looked at each other. It's like, you know what? Let's do this because we were hell-bent on, on getting Tim feeling okay. You know what I mean? Wink, wink. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So we... We made the excursion from Eugene all the way to Ashland, which is on the uh, Oregon-California border, okay? Uh, Long trip, dude, let me tell you. That was no... I mean, it was fun, (coughs) but, uh, yeah, it it was something else. But the, the ride back, okay... Uh, that was completely off the chart. Uh, but the difference between the experience I had today, 
uh, in Tacoma, Deco- <coughs> pardon me, was that Tim, my brother Tim's experience was very medical. They, they, I mean, it was, it was something else. They had a big to-do. They had a, they had a, well, the guy was in a medical, a, a white medical jacket. You know, I guess anybody can wear one, but this guy was dressed to the nines, man. Uh, and they, you know, they did their thing. And then we went to, um, <clears throat> he got his card. And then we went to a place in uh, uh, Medford called uh, Mary, Mary Jane's Attic. Okay. And uh, Tim, Tim got his stuff. So Tim got his stuff. I had to turn off that air conditioner, man. Killing me. Uh, Tim got his stuff, and Terry had to stop by Walgreens. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Um. And so while Terry's in Walgreens, Tim, you know, Tim and I are looking over his uh, goodie score. <laughs> uh, and so he's like, "Well, you know, I'm, I'm gonna take one of these things here. You know, it's like, you know, you want one? It's like, eh, why not? You know." So we did that. And I'm sure there there were like ten milligram. <clears throat> uh and Terry's in Walgreens still, taking a little time. And we I uh, dude, we waited maybe fifteen minutes. You're supposed to wait up to an hour to let this, you know, to to work, okay. Tim's like, well, Dude, it's not doing anything for me. I'm gonna take another one. It's like, dude, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna go for it. It's like, okay, well, he goes, come on, dude, take another one. It's like, oh, I don't know, you know. Okay, <laughs> twists my arm. <clears throat> so, so Tim and I, uh, so Terry finally comes out of Walgreens. Okay, he gets in the car, and. And he's like, I, I still remember. Like, so do you guys do do some? Like, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, you know. Uh, okay, so we get on the road, and we get up to maybe, maybe Grant's Pass, twenty-four miles, and the bottom fell out. Uh, Tim and I began to orbit the moon. It was, man, it was insane. Uh, I remember sinking into my headphones in the back seat. I'm always in the back seat. I'm, yeah. Uh, anyway, so I've got my camera and I've got Pink Floyd in my head, uh, headset. Uh, no, let's see, what was it? Um, wish You Were Here. Uh, and I just, yeah, I, I can't even explain, you know. And then, of course, we get up to Eugene. We have to make the exit. And now Terry's kind of like, you know, it's getting dark. It's really getting dark. And Terry's like, man, I, I don't remember exactly where we turn off. And he he asked Tim, hey, man. Uh, he's like, uh, do you do you know uh, where the turnoff is? And, and Tim turns to me and is like, none of us knew and of course, we felt our way there, but holy lowly, whoa, it was something. Anyway, that night was insane, uh, in a good way and a bad way. Um, I won't go into the bad because it was pretty personal, but <clears throat> anyway, that's the story of our trip to getting, uh, the other medical marijuana license for my brother. Uh, my brother has since passed back in 2016, 15. Yeah, no, 2014. My mom, yeah, okay, so I don't want to get into all that. But anyway, uh, long story short, uh, too late. Um, uh, yeah, it was quite different. Uh, with that, I think I'm going to let you go. Um, I, I've chewed your ear off enough. If you're even still there, um, if you are, again, I appreciate you 
listening to the very end. I would appreciate you sharing again if you if you enjoy uh, hearing me hearing me drone on. Um, but yeah, if you like the content, you know the fun, uh, the funniness, um, please share. And until next week, we will see you. Or well, what they used to say, we'll see you on the radio. Uh, until then, we'll see you later. Well, hey there, one and all. This is the Sloppy Pod, the leader in the Unpolished Podcast, coming to you from the 420SF studio right here in Lakewood, Washington. How the heck are you folks? Man or woman, dude or dudette? Um, How was your weekend? (laughs) I know. I know it's Wednesday. um, And I've told you that I was going to have this out by every Friday or into the weekend, um, but medical issues uh, cropped up. Uh, and this has been going on for a while, and I'm, I will cover that momentarily. Uh, I don't want to get into it now, but um, but again, how was your weekend? Was it everything? <laughs> was it everything you wanted it to be, needed it to be? You know, did you do anything fun? Uh, go on any road trips? Take the dog out for a walk? You know, whatever your fun is, did you have it? Me? You talking to me? I'll tell you what I did. Not a damn thing! No, but seriously. <laughs> nothing. Nothing was done, okay? Um, I went into the weekend with... Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, let's go there right now, okay? Uh, it's been going on for about a month, okay? A uh, little bit of um, blood in the urine. You know, it started to look. It started out pink, uh, just a light pink. And then it went a little overboard. It went to an orange, and that sent up the red flags and, you know... So I started uh, started freaking out, obviously, and uh, I called my doctor, and uh, she's like, "Okay, well, we'll get you a CT scan and see what's going on." Well, I had the CT scan done on Friday. Okay, um, went through the weekend just, uh, man, you know, you never know what what it's gonna be. So Monday. Uh, rolled around and I got my test results back and uh, so I'm going to ask you now for prayers for those that that pray uh, because look I uh, <laughs> I was told that I have a bladder mass okay that is a mass on the bladder kind of kind of you know works out that way, doesn't it? Uh, I also have um, uh, gallstones. Uh, not really too sure about that uh, or about those. Um, and then I also have a, a nodule on my lung. Okay, I don't, I don't know if it's a, like a spot or not. I don't know. But um, anyway, so that's what's going on. Plus, I have a double hernia, which... I haven't been lifting anything except my front end. And I'm, you know, look, I, I am kind of big. But anyway, uh, with that being said, uh, yeah, so I'm going to just, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have it removed. Um, and so I call up my cousin, who is a cardiac, uh, cardiac surgeon, cardiac nurse, though, and she knows her stuff. And so I asked her about it because I've been freaking out about it. And she tells me the procedure for uh, getting rid of the mass. I thought that they cut you along the abdomen ad, bah, 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 abdomen, and, uh, and take it out that way. No, that would be too easy, okay? Uh, she tells me 
They take it out through the penis. Yay! <laughs> oh, man. When she told me that, I I, I doubled over. I seriously, uh, I was like, no freaking way. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah I mean, you're going to be asleep. It's like one, one could only hope for. Oh. So, yeah, they take it out through the urethra. And I can't even imagine a worse day in the history of history, okay? <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, if look, I and I told her, if I was peeing blood then, uh, I'm sure this is not going to help, okay? But uh, she assures me that that's the way they do it, and everything will be fine, so, okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, but with that being said, speaking of health, anyway, um, let me ask you this. Has the corona, uh, I can't even say it, has the coronavirus killed you yet? If it has, rest in peace. <laughs> no, no disrespect for those who have passed, uh, because of this virus, okay? Uh, but I'll tell you what. Um, let's, let's not lose our heads here, okay? Um, it's being said that the, uh, the media, you know, mainly the left, you know, mainstream media, is, uh, pushing the, uh, panic narrative, okay? Uh, and if anyone familiar with Drew Pinsky, Dr. Drew, uh, Google him, uh, he had this to say. So, Dr. Drew, are we overreacting? Yes. As yes. Mm. yes. I'm hearing this from doctors left and right. Yes, it, and we are not overreacting. The press is overreacting, and it makes me furious. The press should not be reporting medical stories as though they know how to report it. We will, If we have a pandemic, I won't know how to tell that we're actually having a pandemic because everything is an emergency. Mm. People that are infectious disease specialists, the CDC, the epidemiologists, need to take this very seriously. The press needs to shut up. Mm. Yeah, so, <clears throat> so there's that. Um, also, just uh, quickly, before we go to break, um, the actual Surgeon General, uh, Dr. Jerome Adams, wants, <laughs> wants people to stop buying masks. As a matter of fact, he said in a tweet, quote, Seriously, people, stop buying masks. They're not effective in preventing general public from catching coronavirus. But if healthcare, blah, 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 if healthcare providers can't get to them uh, to care for sick patients, it puts them and our communities at risk. Okay, so anyhow, let's just chill it out a little bit. Yes, I'm aware that Washington State has had uh, a few more deaths and a few more cases open up. But let's let them handle it. Uh, and and also this whole thing about uh, people <laughs> people keep telling me about uh, Costco and the the run on water and sanitary wipes and disinfectant. Good Lord, I'm completely wiped out the shelves. This is Costco. In the huge quantities, it's crazy. Anyway, with that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the 420 SF Studio, the Sloppy Pod. Okay, so in other news, yes, there is other news beside that friggin' coronavirus. Um, so I just read about this article the other day about a case of parent shaming out of Florida, uh, where a daycare worker used a per permanent marker to write on a little boy's torso. Uh, this case came to light after the mother, 23-year-old Heather Chisholm of Sanibel, Florida, wrote about it on Facebook. Hey, Facebook? Never heard of it. Uh, so basically, she had apparently overlooked a note from the teacher 
saying that the the kid needed more diapers. So she wrote on the kid, the, the little boy, Mom, I'm out of diapers. Please read my report. Exclamation point. Okay? Uh, totally disrespectful, you know? Uh, <laughs> so basically, uh, the, the, uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, the Fort Myers News Press reports that Cindy Carter DeCosca, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, the executive director of the school, said they were terribly sorry for the distress that caused the family. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the uh, teacher or the uh, person that wrote on the boy's uh, stomach had been fired. And I'm sure there's going to be some kind of lawsuit, you know. You never can tell, folks. All right. So, we're moving on. Um, okay, so, you know, last time out, uh, last episode, I think we had talked about uh, Ozzy Osbourne's newfound sobriety. Uh, what I failed to mention, um, and I think that's probably everybody knows it, but um, what I failed to mention is the, the fact that he's still uh, is also in the midst of Parkinson's disease. Um, and from, re- from reports I've been reading, he's moving into the new stage of his life just like a trooper, man. Uh, here's uh, Ozzy talking to Robin Roberts on GMA. 2019, a very challenging year for you. Well, it has been terribly challenging for us all. I did my last show, New Year's Eve, at Sirs of Forum. Then I had a bad fall. I had to have surgery on my neck, which screwed all my nerves in. And I found out that I have a, 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 a mild form. I just want to put it. It's um, parking too which is a form of Parkinson's. And it is, there's so many different types of Parkinson's. It's not a death sentence by any stretch of the imagination, but it does affect certain nerves in your body. And it's it's like you have a good day, a good day, and then a really bad day. A year ago, next month, I was in a shocking state. Before this diagnosis, Ozzy, for years, battled rumors about his physical state, even at one point denying he had Parkinson's. All that now in the past. So again, yeah, that was uh, Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne talking to Robin Roberts on GMA. Um, pretty much, uh, it, it's really, really hard to watch. Ozzy uh, breaks down. Uh, you know, he's fighting back tears, man. Uh, and rightfully so. So, um, so with all Ozzy is being confronted with, uh, he has still found it within himself to record another album. Uh, this one titled Ordinary Man. You know, I've listened to some of the tracks, uh, not in, in, in their entirety, just clips, uh, but it's, <laughs> man, it sounds fantastic, and I plan to listen to the full album uh, very soon. Um, but yeah, so Ordinary Man is Osborne's first studio album as a solo artist in 10 years, following Scream back in 2010. Um, on August, uh, August <laughs> on, uh, on November uh, 8th, it was revealed that Osborne had been working with Guns N' Roses bassist uh, Duff McKagan, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer Chad Smith on the album. Uh, speaking of the recording, he commented that the entire album process is done was done in just a short time, uh, adding that Duff and Chad came in and we would go in and jam during the day and I would go home and work out the songs in the evening, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Long and short of it is, it it sounds great. Uh, he had a lot of people working with him on this album, and uh, yeah. So we'll be right back.
folks. Yes, that's right. The show must go on, <laughs> and indeed it will. Um, yeah, so I was, uh, before I went on break, uh, I was talking about Ozzy and his new album, and I would re- be remiss if I did not bring up, well, if I did not mention uh, not only Duff McKagan, but Chad Smith as well. Um, slash Tom Murillo, Elton John, and a host of others, including Kelly Osborne, uh, Ozzy's daughter, on backing vocals. Um, and from what I understand, uh, and from what I've read, basically, uh, the reviews that have come in are very favorable. They're they're mixed. I mean, there there's a few um, that didn't get it, I guess. But for the most uh, for the most part, they are uh, very good. And the album did come in on at uh, number three on the chart. So just wanted to mention that because uh, <clears throat> when I went to break, I kind of dumped out real early. Uh, dump, bah, 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 jumped out real fast because I had shenanigans going on outside. Uh, by the way, the 420 uh, SF studio is kind of in the hood. So, you know, I try to record this when everybody is uh, at bay, if you will. So, anyway, uh, we're moving on with uh, News of the Weird. All right, and so this uh, week's News of the Weird segment comes from uh, Sicily, Italy. Um, an unnamed 47-year-old Italian woman convicted of fraud in 2017 in Sicily has been on the run since then, uh, the Guardian reported, eluding authorities by hiding in convents. The woman moved to the northern... Uh, <laughs> moved to the northern regions of Italy and phoned convents pretending to be a sister looking for help and claiming she was severely ill, uh, investigator said. Uh, as she moved from convent to convent, she changed her identity, duping nuns who trusted her and thought her to be kind. Finally, a uh, Benedictine nun uh, grew suspicious and phoned police, telling them her stories were full of contradictions. Authorities verified her identity and arrested her. She now faces further charges by claiming false identity. That is from The Guardian. Okay, let's see. Where do we go from here? Here's one more. <laughs> and I read this. It's not funny, but it's just, oh my gosh. A well-meaning neighbor's attempt to save his friend from a dog attack went south on February 5th in Adams, Massachusetts. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Brookshire, uh, Brookshire District Attorney Andrea Harrington, I'll get it out, uh, told the Associated Press the neighbor heard uh, yelling shortly after noon and discovered his friend being attacked by his own dog and his girlfriend's dog. The Good Samaritan returned to his apartment, got the crossbow he used for hunting, and fired it up the stairwell at one of the dogs. But the bolt glanced off the dog and went through the door into the apartment where it struck and killed the victim. <laughs> Man, that's rough. Harrington said she... Uh, Harrington said that the uh, dogs had a history of aggression and were usually kept in separate kennels. She described the man as very distraught and did not expect criminal charges to be filed. Officers responded to the scene, uh, shot both the dogs. This was Associated Press, February 6th of 2020. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough way to go, but I mean, man, can you imagine? Anyway, um, that's all I got for this uh, segment. I'm going to uh, go one last break, see if I can scrounge up anything else. We'll be right back. (music) 
Well, hey there, one and all. This is the Sloppy Pod, the leader in the Impulse Podcast, coming to you from the 420 SS Studio. Where else? <laughs> oh, man. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. Nothing better, right? Uh, and the weather is, is actually, um, yeah, it's cooperating so far. I have not checked the forecast. I'm afraid to. Um, the last time I checked, they had maybe a little bit of, you know, 20%, I think. But, um, yeah. Dude, I'm telling you what. I stepped outside earlier. Just clear skies, man. Phenomenal. And uh, as soon as I get this done, uh, I'm going to go for a walk. So, anyway, uh... What do you have planned for this weekend? Anything? Uh, <laughs> I I have a few things that I want to throw out to you. Uh, things that I think may be uh, it's worthy of a, a look-see, you know? Uh, it's called A Drunken Night Out at Tacoma Comedy Club. Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Uh, sorry. That is Sunday night. 223 yeah February 23rd uh, really who wants to get drunk on a Sunday night wow unless you're a masochist I mean come on uh second uh is Pacific uh, yeah Pacific Northwest Great Outdoors Expo uh Saturday and Sunday at Marymount uh Event Center yeah um Tacoma Museum of Glass uh, gives you Night Market with Hawthorne and Honey with Killer Vendors. <laughs> killer Vendors, really? What do they do? Take you around, take you around back and kill you? Uh, well, you know, I mean, uh, I may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but I can see right through you. <laughs> yeah, it's a glass joke. Uh, And finally, well, let's see. Uh, Tacoma Gun Show. Get the lead out. Stock up now. Um, Yeah, I'm not a big... I'm not a big gun guy. Um, You know, I've heard that they uh, kill people. (laughs) And, you know, I've got a a hot temper sometimes, especially driving. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, that's probably not a good idea. A case in point, um, one time in Austin when I was driving south on 183, <clears throat> I uh, I had this guy tailgating me. I mean, he was right on my ass. Pardon the language there. Uh, and I decided to brake check him to kind of let him know, dude, come on. And he apparently locked his brakes up. Hey, I didn't mean for that to happen. But he went like, he almost went sideways into another car. And I looked in behind my my rear view and was like, oh man. So anyway, now I'm in a race for the light. I want to get through this light before it goes red. And it's yellow, it's yellow. Dude. I got stopped at the light. This guy comes up two or three car lengths and starts just, oh man, he had me. I I, I, th- I rolled up my window. Uh, he kicked my, my fender or whatever. And then he, you know, starts rapping on the window. And at that time, the light turned green and now people are honking at him and he's being a complete douche. Anyway, I didn't mean for him to lock up like that, but, um, yeah, that's one of those times where, you know, if you had a gun, you almost, you almost feel like you may have to use it, right? So anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, let's see. Uh, or instead of all those options, why not go see a movie, right? Uh, I looked at what's playing in our theaters (laughs) <laughs> oh man not much to choose from folks 
Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. Uh, the guy is trying to be a dramatic actor now. And uh, if you're familiar with Adam Sandler, come on. The dude did, um, uh, let's see, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Mr. Deeds, uh, just a plethora of different lowbrow movies, I guess. Uh, anyway, I looked at the reviews. 2.8 from Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's not doing too well. I'm sure there's folks out there. I mean, everybody loves Adam Sandler, and he is a funny guy. He's a funny guy, you know? But, uh, yeah, not a dramatic actor. Uh, let's see. This uh, next movie, Standing Up, Falling Down. It's basically a, a movie about stand-up comedy with uh, post-mortem <laughs> Billy, Billy Crystal being the... Uh, Whatever he is. Anyway, I saw the trailer. Yeah. You know, wasn't that funny? Uh, to be honest with you. I mean, Billy Crystal is a... Um, he's a comedic actor, but... Yeah. <clears throat> and this is all my opinion. It, it matters not. So, uh... Uh, now... I don't know if anyone has seen... Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Uh, the, um... Mr. Rogers movie with Tom Hanks. Uh, look, Tom Hanks played just about anything. You know, he played Sully Sullenberger, you know, the guy that crashed the uh, the jet into the Hudson. He played Forrest Gump. Uh, let me ask you this. What is your favorite Tom Hanks movie of all times? And And while we're at it, what is your favorite Adam Sandler movie of all time? Love to hear from you. Uh, but for that, uh, <laughs> I'm going to take a break and tell off. We'll be right back. 